All right. We are here in my office. I think I start every podcast that way, like you need to know. Um, with my, you are the first person outside of my family, who I'm, well, my immediate family, yeah. and Eli, that I'm going to interview. I'm here with my grandma, my paternal grandmother. Is that right? My father's mother, so paternal. And um, I asked her if before she left Kansas City for the month of July, if I could interview her. And so we are making it happen. <laughs> so, Grandma, thank you for being here. My pleasure. Um, so I kind of shared with you before, I'm hoping that this will kind of be a legacy piece for me to just have your voice. And you know what? It's kind of coming full circle because when I was a kid, um, for gifts, because we never really lived, and unless I was really little, we never really lived in the same area. Right. And um, you would record um, CDs of you reading books, right. and I would listen to them every single night, and it was so exciting for me yeah. <laughs> to get a new book. Um, so why don't you start off, if you don't mind, just telling, telling me and us, um, like maybe the highlight reel of your life. The highlight? Yeah, the highlight reel. Oh, well, when you're 76 years old, yeah. you know, a lot of highlights. <laughs> and I know the best is yet to come, right. but highlights so far. <laughs> right. Okay, so I'll start out. I was born, and that was a big highlight of my life. <laughs> and, um, and then I lived a very happy, I had a very happy childhood. Lived on the country, um, real close family, had three sisters, and I was my dad's boy because he didn't. <laughs> ever have a boy, so I always was with him um, on the tractor, and any time I got a chance to be with him, I was with him. Um, Where were you in the lineup of girls? I was number two. Okay. Oh, I'm number two. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> and then after high school, after graduation, I went down to business school, and graduated from business school. Got a job with C.S. Mott, who means, that means nothing to you, but in Michigan. And at that time, he was one of the very few millionaires. Now that's nothing to be a millionaire. But my first job was with him, and um, which was pretty funny because when I left home for college, um, my dad said, okay, but just remember, I don't want to work for anybody but C.S. Mott. Having oh. no idea, absolutely no idea. And what did, what did, how did he make his money? Um, I have, I CS don't know. Yeah. But what did you do for a job? I was a secretary. Secretary, okay. <laughs> you have no idea what he did? Uh-oh. <laughs> no. Folks, do don't know, go Googling. <laughs> I do know some things that he did. Okay. But I won't put him on a podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, and then after that, I worked for a while, and then I decided to go to um, Midwestern to Bible school. Um, I was 16 years old when I, just before graduation, I was 16 when I graduated or just turned 17, whatever, and uh, that was a time that I um, went to a Youth for Christ banquet and I had heard the gospel all my life. And actually um, attended church all the time, but it was at that time that I really felt that I gave my, my heart and my life to the Lord, that I accepted his death on the cross as my payment for salvation. And so after that, well, I just kind of like had a whole new life. <laughs> so you were 16, and for some reason, I don't know the details, but was that around the time that you you were inter you went international, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. Um, I, was a, uh, I went to Mayville High School, and I was their first exchange student. And they sent me to Germany, and I was there for the summer. And uh, so I was saved on June 2nd, and then like June 4th, I left to go international. Wow. Now that's not a big deal anymore, but back then it was number one, a big deal to do it. And the second thing, I was such a homebody, and I got so lonesome, I thought I would die. But then I had a lot of good experiences there, too. How long were you there? Um, I was there for the whole summer, three months. Wow. That's a long time, especially at that age, I feel like. Right. And yeah, you fly. We Well, a bunch of us flew over on the same plane, but then they then they just let us out and 
we got on a train that took us to the country where we were going. Wow. All by myself. All by yourself. Yeah. And no cell phones, of course. Like, the, everything is different now. Right. And now yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, we'll just map to where we're going. Right. With yeah. Nothing. And uh, there was a train came in with the top of the station and the bottom of the station. I came in on the top. No one to meet me. Right. Come to find out they were waiting at the bottom. And like you say, no cell phone. So when I first got there, it was kind of scary, but then we got together. And How did you find them? Um, they, well, of course, they're looking for me, you know, yeah. and I had a Youth for Understanding Exchange student okay. thing. So. And so That's then it. you um, spent the summer there. Did your mom and dad hear from you that you were fine? Um, I Let me see. I couldn't call them, so I must have just written them. So they had to wait. Can you imagine? As I like, I'm like, can you imagine your mom and dad sitting in Michigan going, okay, hopefully she made it okay. Well, it was one of those cases that no news is good news because if I had not made it, the yeah. program that I went under would have, would have contacted them. What I didn't know was after I left, my dad took up a, a flight insurance that if something did happen to me, but... He didn't, he, let, did. he didn't let me know Aww. because <laughs> we laughed about that afterwards. But. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, oh. Well, and I mean, even just aircrafts at that point right. had to be just so different. Yes. Flying everything. And I flew, um, the name of it was the Flying Tiger Line. Okay. And it was a freight plane. I mean, it was huge. If you saw it today, you would wonder how it got off the ground because it was before <laughs> jets and all that stuff. That was in 1960. 1960. 1960. Mm -hmm. Wow. So that was eight years before. So you had my dad at 24? Um, probably. Eight, I, was, I, I was married in 1965. He was born in 67. Okay. So maybe 22 or 23. Okay. I don't remember how old I was. Yeah, that's okay. Mm -hmm. um, so then, so I kind of cut you off. You were saying 16 was a highlight, and then you went to... Um, you went to business school and then went to Bible school. Right. And that's where I met Grandpa. Was I was curious if that would be a highlight. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we had uh, friends, mutual friends, because I went to, let me see, I was working full-time for General Motors and went to night school. And um, throughout that, we had mutual friends, and they just invited us to a party and introduced us. And, and for, for you, was it like, were you, was it love at first sight? Was it like at first sight? Do you remember? You know, I don't know. I I hadn't dated a lot, and I, I just remember, I, I must have liked him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and then, yeah, it wasn't very long before we knew we wanted to get married. Yeah. So. And then when you got married, was, what was your newlywed life experience? experience like okay so um grandpa had one more year to finish college and so we stayed there at Pontiac that's where the school was and um, let me see he worked all see he went to school all morning and then two hours later he'd go to work and he worked at least an eight hour shift wow so it was very and then I worked also um it was real intense a lot of stuff going on and Alice lived with us part-time and that was that was fun we did a lot of funny things because we were scared <laughs> to be home alone Alice okay. and I because grandpa was working and so we put a whole bunch of things on the stairway like ironing boards and chairs and everything so if anybody were to come upstairs we would hear them we forgot about Grandpa coming home. Oh, and, no. And pretty soon we had a crash, crash, crash. And it was Grandpa coming up. I won't have to tell you that he had a few choice words <laughs> for us. It's like 1 o'clock in the morning. He has to get up at 7 to go to school. Oh, <laughs> and you're laying in your bed terrified. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Lots of funny things happen. I won't. Bore you with well, no. I, anytime you want to share any of that, I think Whenever it's... you're with Aunt Ellis. All these fun things happen yes. because we're very daring together. So I guess you might say we're good for each other. I'm not sure. You're great for each other. I love I love yeah. your relationship. And then you got you guys. Um, was she getting married around that time too? Or? We were married um, for a year before they were. Okay. 
Yeah, she met Uncle Dean in the process of after I think it was after we were married, and um, yeah, and so they finished up school. Uh, Grandpa only after he graduated, then we moved to Saginaw, Michigan, started a church. It's really funny, Bethany, to think about it now. We had just heard that they did not have a good. Are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. A good Baptist church in Saginaw, Michigan. Okay. okay. Population, so, how many? A lot. Okay. And so we went down there. I mean, we believed it because that's what somebody told us. We went down there, and honestly, we found an empty church building. We asked the neighbors around, and they told us there was a parsonage. And so we, Grandpa graduated in, from college, and two weeks later, we went down there. We talked to the... Um, it wasn't a Baptist church. It was, um, I think, a missionary church. They offered us the parsonage and the church free if we would have gone and preached in their group. Uh -huh. But, but um, that wasn't the case, Grandpa. You know, we wanted to be Baptist or yeah. whatever, the affiliation. And so we had less than $200 to our name, less than $200, and we bought the church and the parsonage. For they, how much? I don't even remember. Grandpa, <laughs> Grandpa would know all that, but we pay for it every month. Okay. But um, but if you can, they just believed in us. And that wow. was our first church. We were there for 10 years. So. And then what was that like having to, or did you, I'm imagining the campaigning around getting people in the door. Oh, yeah. What every, did that look day. like for you? Um, door to door to door. Inviting people. And you would just say, hey, we're, like, what was yeah, your yeah. spiel? You would say, um, hi, we're new in town. My name is da-da-da-da. And um, if it were me, I would say my husband has just taken over the pastor to this little church down here in the corner. At that point, it was called Merrill Park Baptist Church. And um, I'd like to invite you to come. That's amazing. And then we were got, you nervous? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got a van and uh, start pick, getting kids for Sunday school. And, of course, a lot of the parents were happy about that because they could send their kids to Sunday school and they could stay home and sleep. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And have some trust, yeah. a trustworthy. Right. And that was where your dad was born, was there in, in Saginaw, Hamilton Street, 2258 South Hamilton. Wow. And what, it was just really a wonderful time in my memories because uh, and then I got pregnant for John. And then I got pregnant. That, and 14 mm -hmm. months later, from <laughs> your dad to John, and then from John, 14 months later, I had Becky. So we had three kids 14 months apart. And I will have to say there were some stressful times there, I guess you would call them, but... I look back at it now, and those were wonderful times. They were really wonderful times. I was thinking of it the other day. It's because of your ice machine. Being yeah. Open, when, if we maybe didn't have a lot of exciting food for a meal, we would just put ice cubes in the water. Because in Michigan, you give ice. You don't give iced tea. You give cold tea. Okay. Right. And so... To put ice cube in your drink, that was pretty special. And I was thinking about that. I don't know why. And now me being all bratty, like, do you want to eliminate your water because we don't have an ice machine? <laughs> no. no oh, I was, man. I was thinking of it the other day when I was here. And yeah. Was you, you know what? I was listening to a meditation this morning, and it was all about gratitude. And the my goal was just to get in a really great state of mind before I start the day. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that the... It's a guided meditation, so there's someone that's talking, and then you're just trying to believe what they say, you know? Okay. And she said, I'm so thankful for water. And I thought, I've had such a bad attitude about this ice maker. <laughs> and really, the point is, like, I'm drinking water. Like, I have clean water every day. So, I'm, yeah, this is confirmation. Um, so then you had Aunt Becky there in Saginaw. You're right. Um, Becky. And... Okay, so we were actually in that church building for maybe five or six years, and then we got filled up. And so we got another building on the other side of town. A pastor was leaving, and, and his church was pretty empty. So we actually left that side of town, moved to the other side of town, and we renamed the church Tri-City Baptist Church, and um, we were there. So all in all, that was 10 years before we left there. Okay. And then we went to New Hampshire. I didn't know that. Yep. 
and Rosie lived in New Hampshire, and the church she went to was starting a school, so they called us, and that was our first school, it was an ACE school. Took training and started the school from nothing. Wow, and so Grandpa, what was his role there? He was the administrator. Okay, and you were? Teacher? Uh, teacher. Okay, and then obviously my dad was going to the school? Yes. Okay, yes. and then his two little siblings? Yes. That weren't really that little, I guess. No. They're all kind yeah. of right there. Yeah. Lots and lots of funny memories. We were only, honestly, Bethany, we were only there one year, mm -hmm. but we had a lot of memories from being there. Wow. <laughs> That's, and then, so then you, where did you go from there? Okay, from there we went to um, Illinois and helped Uncle Lyle build a church, literally build. Okay. That. And then, um, and while Grandpa was doing that, I organized their school form, and um, then we left. We didn't want to be in we didn't want to run the school we were just helping them and from there we went to Gaylord Michigan and um, was in a church there that grandpa was a pastor and then we moved to Pelston wow and he pastored there for I think five years okay and we started another school there wow and that's the same school that's the school that I've been working at all these years oh my goodness yeah. okay so then because it to the to them listening, it may sound like then you just stayed there, but that's not the case. <laughs> you guys moved from there to Florida. It's probably so. Yes, hard. we did. Okay. Okay. So years later, then my uncle <laughs> moved from Kansas City to the same church and school that you guys started. <laughs> he was when we left there. He was in the tenth grade. Okay. And then after he went to school and to college and. And then several years later, living here in Kansas City, and then they called him. Um, <laughs> then they called him back as administrator, and he's been there for seventeen years. That had to be so crazy for you, like full circle. Yeah, like oh wow, yeah. he's going back. And we stayed in contact with a lot of the people up there, and um, so it was it was kind of fun for us to go back. Yeah. Okay, so I cut into what you were saying about Florida. At that point, you went to Win Winter Park or Winter Garden. Winter Garden, yeah, Winter Garden, Florida, and we worked. Um, Grandpa worked part time in that church, and but he mostly um, he he started cutting trees and building stuff and all kinds of stuff. And I worked, I worked in the school as a janitor. Okay. Because I wanted to be where the kids were. I didn't want to send them to any school. I thought maybe enough. Yeah. And. Um, I did not have the qualifications to teach at that school because they had different qualifications, which, and I, at that point, would just as going to be a janitor anyway. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure you needed a little break. Yeah, so we were there several, we were there all together, we were there seven years, but I, yeah, we left somewhere in the middle and then came back. Okay. But the, um, so that's where you did graduated from. Okay. And, and John and Becky, they all graduated from there. Okay, and then, so then at that point, my dad went to Pensacola for college and then met my mom, and then that's where his his life separated from yours, sadly. Yeah. Um, I might add one of the saddest days in the world was when your dad went to Pensacola, and not because for me, as far as him leaving, but when Tim and Paul were born, when we were in Pelston, that's where Tim and Paul were born. When we had gotcha. a church in and honestly, the older kids really raised those younger kids because they were so concerned that they were going to walk a straight line and they were going to obey <laughs> much stricter than I ever have been. But they were also so. How old then was Uncle Tim and Uncle Paul when Dad left for okay. college? Your dad graduated from high school the same year that Tim graduated from kindergarten. Wow! And so tell tell us about when you found out you were pregnant with Uncle Tim. 12 years later. Okay. The Uncle Tim thing was planned. Okay. Okay. So, yes. And you just it got was, like what it, my dad would say, like, <laughs> what does he say? And this sounds funny. He says, you get an aunt, your panties about something, you know? But did you just have a feeling like, oh, I just need to have another yeah, Well, baby. see, we were so pretty young. Um, and, of course, Becky, she was always begging for a baby. But we, the kids were all in school, and we were pastoring, and... Um, Gaylord, and it just like, wow, we're pretty young to have all the kids gone, and so we decided to have a baby, and boom, 
We did. But then that baby was Tim. And like I say, he was, uh, we honestly, they had workers scheduled in our church for the nursery for months in advance when Tim was born because everybody wanted to take care of Tim. I oh, mean, that was sad. really? So, anyway, <laughs> everyone's like finally signing up yeah. to take care of the nursery. In the process of all that, I mean, when we were in Pelston, it's, it's kind of a good thing to know. Um, there was a, we built a school. And it's when Christian schools first started, and uh, people didn't want you to have a Christian school because that, we were taking people out of the public school. There was a lot to that. Um, our church building wasn't big enough for all the classes, and we lived right next door, and so we had classes in every room but our bedroom. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Yeah. We had classes in our basement well, every all the time, and um, home at classes upstairs, and then they needed a teacher, and so um, I had to I had to go teach kindergarten. I was right next door, but it still was something I wish I kind of wish I hadn't done it because but, you had a baby, or yeah, well, because oh, I didn't tell you about Paul being born. By yeah. That, yeah by oh, that so time, you yeah. had Uncle Paul. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, through this time, I got really tired, and there's I wonder and, why. <laughs> and and you know we we went like lots of times without paychecks because. There just wasn't any money, but that that group, we just, everybody worked together. Everybody sacrificed. I mean, like, it wasn't like just one person sacrificed. Everyone sacrificed to get that school going. And that's why it's so important to me that it continues. Yeah. But anyway, in the process of all that, I just said, Larry, I, I just just can't have any more children. I am, I'm just too tired. I was tired <laughs> besides having Tim and... Um, teaching and having all these people around all the time so we made this decision that I would go get my tooth tied <laughs> and so I did I went to the hospital and um, <laughs> when I woke up from the anesthetic the doctor was kind of looking over me and he said um, well I have something to tell you <laughs> you're you're pregnant <laughs> <laughs> so I was already pregnant and he said I knew I appreciate this I, I should have written down his name I appreciate so much he said I know how you feel about babies mm -hmm. he says and um, so I I went ahead and did the surgery but I did it so that it wouldn't upset the pregnancy Wow and so that was oh that was pretty funny oh. And then yeah. you're having to go home and tell Grandpa, guess yeah. what? Well, Grandpa was there at the hospital, and um, so so he knew. So, yeah, it was pretty funny because a couple of my friends knew that, you know, that's what I was going in for. And they came in, and how you're doing? And, of course, I, I had to tell them. Oh. And, um, so then I thought, I literally oh. just cannot even imagine. I just like feel like crying for you in that moment. Oh, well, you know what? Once I did, okay, so you know how I am close I am to Uncle Paul. Totally. And how he, he ministers to me so much. He's awesome. And um, what if I didn't have him? Of course, yeah. I mean, we I mean, always, it was then or never because it wouldn't have happened after that. No, it wouldn't have happened after that. So wow. Oh my goodness. So anyway, well you know how it is to cry a little bit when you're pregnant. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> so but anyway, so then it was after that we were we were in Carlson, I think five years and probably a lot of it had to do with uh, it was a lot of pressure and um, just with everything. Not people, but people there always been so great to us. It just, um, maybe I was tired. Well, and this was when you had people coming in your house, school children coming in your house every right, day. Right, every day. So you yeah. were trying to and probably then, keep it picked up. and Oh, yeah. And then, yeah. On, and then on Sunday, you know, of course, Grandpa passed him at church. And, and then we had a paper route. The boys had a paper route, and we had a paper route just, you know, to keep. To make ends meet. To, yeah. <laughs> to make ends meet, yeah. So anyway, that's. That's wow. how little Paul came along. What would we that is, I, and then it's just the relationship between Uncle Tim and Uncle Paul, just the yeah. fact that they had they were buddies growing up all yeah. along. Yeah. And how amazing. Oh yeah, and they have stories. You should you should put them on. I'm your hoping podcast. to, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. hoping to. Yeah. So they 
so then when when you were getting to when my dad went to college, that was the saddest day where the were they so upset. Oh yeah. Boys? I mean Oh if I didn't think I'd start crying, I would tell you. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> he hadn't been in college for long. He started traveling with a singing group. And he and I can't think of her name right now. I think it might have been Dawn Kelly. I'm not sure anyway. We're in the same group. It was a mixed group. And they were in Nashville at churches and they had like Mondays off. So there was a place there that for a price, I think $25, they could record a song. And so the two of them went and they recorded, um, I'm kind of homesick for a city. And then he sent it to me. Oh. And I never quit crying for two weeks. I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure you just played that over and over. Yeah. Anyway. Because again, it's not like you could just FaceTime or call or no. text. It was very, yeah. No, and you, if you did call on distance, you had to pay yeah. for the minute. Oh, so tell us about the first time you met my mom. I've never heard oh, it. Oh, dear. Well, the very first time I met her was at college. Oh, dear. This is drawing a lot out. I remember we were staying in a motel. I remember her coming over to the motel. I met her at school, at the college, but that's what I remember when I fell in love yeah. with her immediately. From that time on, we told <laughs> We told your dad, um, <laughs> if somebody needs to leave, well, you go ahead and leave because it's not going to be signed up. <laughs> and so what was it about her that you felt like you fell in love with? Well, you tell me. I mean, I could tell you, but yeah. I think it'd be fun to hear. <laughs> there was nothing that we didn't fall in love with. Yeah. I mean, yeah, nothing that we didn't fall in love with. I think it's so special that she has always loved you so yeah. much and you have always just you, you hear all these stories of people with, you know, and they will say things like, my mother-in-law, and no. then it'll roll their eyes. And I feel like you and her oh. have always had right. a I mean, connection. Seriously, of, of course. That was just kind of a joke, but not really a joke because we literally fell in love with her immediately. Yeah. As we did with our other dog. Of husband. course. And that is that is a gift from God, I believe. Mm -hmm. that that and, and something, that, of course, that we prayed for. And um, it's just always been just very, very special. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I feel I feel so blessed with my mother-in-law, too. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> She's awesome. Right. Oh, For sure. Okay, so then um, I guess it wouldn't have been my dad that was the first to tell you you were having a grandchild. It would have been Uncle John because Sarah's a little bit older, right, than Jordan? Right. So um, what was that like when oh you, when you how, did, how did they tell you? <laughs> okay, so I lived, at that point, we had um, taken a church in Iowa. And so I was living in Iowa. Boy, I'll tell you, at this point, I don't remember them actually telling me. I just remember how excited I was. Yeah. <laughs> and after they were born, okay. So we got to see Sarah when she was first born, but then and Sarah was born in March. In April. In April. April. Oh no, she was born in April. April, yeah. April eleventh. Yeah. She was born April 11th. So then she really, really at that point, you had my mom would have been just finding out that she right. was pregnant. Yeah. Okay. I would have to think on that. I'm sure I could remember your mom telling us. So anyway, so I had seen her Sarah when she was first born, and then we were back in Iowa, and again we didn't talked to people a whole lot, and we definitely didn't see them. So then I got to go, after your dad was born, we got to go to Pensacola. And I went through, knowing what number I am, yeah. I went through this terrible, terrible time. Are we going to go to your mom and dad's place first, or oh. down to Uncle John's first? So much so that I wrote a poem about it. Oh. <laughs> and you were in consternation, is that the right word? Because you felt I did, like you didn't want to pick the grandchild over one, but then you like loved everyone yeah, just the And same. the truth is, is that it wouldn't have been any difference to, to John and Mary Beth or your dad and mom. But to me, it was a really big thing. And I don't remember exactly how it turned out, but something when we got there, 
one of them wasn't available or something. Well, they only lived a few down. blocks from each other. Right. <laughs> Maybe they got together. I don't remember. Yeah. I, I was going to say, that sounds like the yeah. most. But I actually lost sleep over that. Oh. I think it's so funny. That is so, so funny. funny. I'll try to get you a copy of the poems I've written because I would love that. <laughs> I wrote my first poem. This is just an example of how much I feel like I am like you. Um, <laughs> when when my cat, when I had to give my cat away. <laughs> I remember when you had to give your cat away. Because oh, we were traveling. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so oh, then how did you get, what was the, you moved to Pensacola, but I can't remember why. Okay, we left Iowa and moved, yes, um, Tim was, we homeschooled Tim and Paul. Tim was about to go into high school and he wanted to play football in the very worst way in the whole world. Okay. <laughs> or he wanted to play sports. Okay. Yeah, no, no, that wasn't the football. He wanted to play sports. And, um, you know, it just seemed like it, that was important for him to be at a school. Uh, I don't know what motivated us, and I, I can't second guess what motivated us. Anyway, yeah, we moved there, and we, we spent a short time in one little town right next to Pensacola, and then we moved to Pensacola in your house. That's my friend. Oh, I didn't know that. We moved, we moved all of our stuff into your house, and we stayed in a motor home. Okay. Yeah, we had a motor home. And I, was I born at that point? Probably not. Oh, yeah. You must have been born. Well, my, some of my very earliest memories, you were there, not the, like in town. And I remember we would get to go to your house and make um, <laughs> dirt pudding. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah. And, and yeah, like, it hit worms <laughs> in it. Yeah. You put one worm, a real worm, and somebody like my dad. Yeah, or whatever. Your dad. Yeah. yeah. Um, those were really fun. Oh, get a little fun, gummy yeah. worm in like this, like like a crushed Oreo dirt. Mm -hmm. um, and then I do remember just very vaguely um, you having taking Jordan to um, the boat, like with the boat on this. Oh, the, yes. um, he would he would make a little boat. Okay, this is what happened. I was at I was at his house at your mom and dad's house there where they lived for a long time, next to the college, and they were cleaning out the fire hydrant things. Okay. And the water, this whole community of water was running down the. Um, I I can't think of the word. Curb. Curb. Right now the curb. Okay, so I I was had Jordan out in the stroller or something. I love pushing babies in strollers. And we were quite a ways away, and then I had this idea. So we took a stick, <laughs> a piece, you know, just maybe four or five inches long, and we called it our boat, and we put it in there, and it just went all over the whole community, and, and we followed it from one place to the other. And it's like a memory that I think he still has, and yeah. I definitely have. And then you bought a book, or there was a book, mm -hmm. and I, it is like one of the, you know how you have those books that are those things that are like so nostalgic to you? Mm -hmm. It's a book about a little boy who built a paper boat and then pushed it out in the water, mm -hmm. and I, you probably don't remember. Oh, but, I remember. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that book, I wonder. It's if, called A Boat um, Twice Owned. Yes. I'll mm -hmm. have to see if I can find that sure. to buy for the kids. That would be awesome. And then I also remember going on a walk with you. I mean, I had this was this is like before I was probably four. And um, we found a dead bird. We found a bird <laughs> that was hurt or something. Yeah. Or dead. I, I can't and I we talked all about death. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, four year olds. Um and those that's just so fun that we got you know, it. I feel like you guys have always had just such a so passion you were, about your you life. were four years old when we were over on the other side of Pensacola, mm -hmm. so you probably were like two when we moved there. Yeah, so. yeah, and I don't remember obviously you moving there or anything like that, but I do just remember feeling like I don't know. It was because later on, and you know, as I was growing up, when whenever you moved away, maybe five or something, um, my other set of grandparents lived about a 
an hour away, you know, Mimi and Papa right. in Niceville, and we would go see them a lot and do a lot of stuff with my mom's sisters. So your house became a novelty, right? You know, like, we, and that's when you moved to um, Sedalia, right? Oh, to Sedalia, right yes. after that, right? And you were supposed to come and visit oh, me one time. So yes, and I hope I don't remember if I told this story or not, but basically, I was riding an exercise bike that had a little knob where you could twist it and the bike would be easier and I thought well gosh if it's easier I might as well just take the knob off which left a massive like screw exposed Uh, and I got riding so hard on that exercise bike my feet were going so fast I was probably seven or eight (laughs) oh man I'm like having remorse in this moment and my feet slipped off and I ended up falling onto that um that huge screw yeah. and it went in in a in a place where yeah, we thought <laughs> you shouldn't you have to we thought you would never have children after that oh know. yeah I mean it was definitely there was um it honestly was a miracle I wasn't damaged you really yeah. more than yeah. I mean I really wasn't even damaged I think maybe I had stitches or something something yeah but it but that meant you couldn't come to our exactly house. it meant I couldn't come and you know how much that just literally devastated me. It devastated I, me too. I'll never forget you guys coming to pick up the boys. Yeah. And I had shaving cream in the sink because my mom didn't want me to feel bad, you know. So yeah, she was like she... letting me play with shaving cream, and I like I was playing with it, but like the shaving cream just couldn't take away the pain of like missing. And then I ended up going to summer camp with my parents instead. Yes, and that was really and so it wasn't like I was bored at home. I mean, we did fun right, things. Yeah, you got special. I sure, did, but. yeah. And you know what? Who knows what would have, why that happened? But it was supposed to happen. And I think there were a lot. Maybe this is just me being dramatic, but I feel like there were a lot of experiences that I got in that house that led me to learn how to deal with disappointment. Sure. And part of it was the <laughs> you hear Lyndon ringing the doorbell. Mm-hmm. Um, part of it was my struggle with math. It was a huge source of disappointment and just, like, I couldn't go do things if I didn't answer this question right, you know, because it got to a point where I just, I could not learn my times tables. I could not learn my times tables. And my dad would say, okay, you know, today, this week, you're going to work on sixes. And then on Friday, if I didn't pass his pop quiz, then I would miss out on the opportunity to go with Aunt Lori to her Stampin' Up party, you know? (laughs) So he said, what's six times six? And I would just freeze. I just couldn't think. Okay, so if your dad were here, just like if your grandpa was here and, and he would hear stories of what his kids tell him, he just cringes. Oh, totally. Yeah, and your dad would do the same thing. He, he does. Would say, why was I? It's because it was the way we were taught. And so you have right. to just forgive us. And I, oh, totally. And I look at, you know, I think it's a blessing to have kids and look at all of the ways that I am just totally failing and realize that even if you're, quote unquote, like the perfect parent, you're still going to, I just know there are things that I'm going to look back on and be like, wow, wow, yeah. <laughs> really wish that I, yeah, I don't hold, I don't think I hold that as resentment, but I do recognize that those feelings of disappointment are, you know, we're real and what, but yeah. not, and the, you know, we don't cry unless we're bleeding. Um, you know, if we cry and we're not hurt, we no. get a spanking. <laughs> this is, this is what I'd say, um, let me see, only cry if they see blood. No, it was worse than that. Oh, oh I had all kinds of sayings. bone. <laughs> yeah, no, I had something to do with blood, but. Yeah, um, but yeah, we live in, yeah. Now, now we just use release oil over our liver yeah. to ex- get out so all the anger that we've stored for years. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah. So you you've lived in a ton of houses. Mm-hmm. You've had a lot of crazy adventures. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like now that the highlight reel is over? What would you say is one of the? Well, I didn't really. We really didn't finish the highlight reel because that still was twenty years ago, twenty seven. Okay, so we were in Sedalia. I think did we get as far as Sedalia? Yeah, we we went from Pensacola to Sedalia, and. Um, that was the church that we visited on Sunday, and it was just such a blessing. But we were there, I think we were there five years. And um, when we moved there, it's kind of sad when we moved there because Tim was a senior. We went at Christmas time. He was halfway through his senior year. I did not know that. Yeah, and Paul was a junior. 
And so um, Tim was really brave about it. Uh, we won't go into that, but just because he, he was had, really disappointed. He was disappointed, but he had character. That's one thing you'll know about Uncle Tim. Totally. Was that, um, yeah. And, um, and, and Sedalia, really, uh, it was a, it was a, a good ministry. We were there five years, I believe. I get mixed up. And then from there. And then from then, as we had been in the ministry by that time, we had been in the ministry like 45 years or something, a lot of years anyway. And um, we were getting old enough to retire if we wanted to retire. But there was a church up in Alaska that wanted us to come up and um, just take over while the while the, the pastor had cancer, while he went out and got treatment. So, okay. So I think, I think that was when we did that after we left the church in Sedalia. And how long were you there? I, I'm thinking five years. Really? Yeah, I can't remember for sure. No, if that's true, I don't. I don't even remember you living in Alaska at all. Oh, we were. No, 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 no. We were in Alaska just one summer. Gotcha. Okay, I'm sorry. Gotcha. Okay, I'm like, well, yeah, there. Yeah. I just missed that five years yeah. somehow. <laughs> no, no. We we knew when we went. It was just for a certain amount of months, like three months. And that's when you started becoming nomadic. After that, I became what? Nomadic, like a gypsy or what? Um, yeah, actually. Um, we bought a, no, we didn't have, yeah, it was during that time because we would, every other year, would go up to Becky's and work at their camp and get to reacquainted with our grandchildren. Um, start making your rounds. Yeah. And you bought a trailer and. We bought a trailer. We, first we bought a camper, a pop-up camper, and we were good at just living that all the time, which we could have done except we were still in Michigan. And it got really cold. Yeah. So then we bought um, just a little travel trailer that we still have in Florida. And yeah, still it. live in it. Yeah. And that now you get to come hang out with us for a month. So I'm so thankful you came. Oh, my word. You don't know how thankful it's I am. It's been so fun. I can't express how thankful I am. And I just feel like there's something about it being like long enough that it's like become a little bit normal. Right. Where it's not like a week of like, yeah. pack. I mean... I like that too. But come and go, but it does take a time. It takes time to get reacquainted. That's when we go to Becky's for you to stay a month because your first week is just getting reacquainted. Totally. So, yeah. so you mentioned how there were a lot of times where you, you know, went without a paycheck or you know lived on little. Yeah. What were some of the ways that you innovated and made life fun during those times? <laughs> it's really funny because at the time I never ever ever felt like we were suffering and I was taking night school at Junietta one time and I, he was teaching can't even remember what Peter or something and and he said the teacher said this I, I'm not saying that I believe this all the way but the teacher <laughs> said and he said um, if you have never suffered for the Lord you probably aren't saved or, or someone one of these comments that he shouldn't have made either and I, I got real quiet, and I said, I raised my hand, and I said, that's disturbing to me because we have never suffered. And he looked at me, and he said, oh, yes, Judy, you have. <laughs> He's like, no, I, sit down. Yeah. You don't have anything. I thought, <laughs> I thought, what does he mean? Because it was never, it was, it was, we looked for God's provision, and we never thought we wouldn't have anything to eat. We always had stuff to eat. Like, you know, right now, Uncle Leroy is is struggling, and um, I remember so many times, so many times when, yeah, we were eating beans, but beans are good for you. you yeah. Know? But they would come, and, and they always had cattle that they butchered, and maybe he just butchered a, a, a cow, and he'd come, and, and you know, your grandpa likes liver and heart and all that <laughs> stuff, and they'd bring us all that good stuff, and then they had ice bring us other stuff, too. Just time after time after time how God provided and I wouldn't change that for anything wow and do you know that Uncle Tim because he wasn't around during the really those times and he he went through quite a while where he felt really like he had been cheated because he wasn't around during them he just thought <laughs> that he would have liked to have been. I said, it's okay, Tim. You're, you're, you're all right. You <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm thinking back to the stories my mom would tell when she first met you, and they had access to the freezer full of ice cream. Yeah. And they never went without. <laughs> yeah, that's because we belonged to the food bank. Our, yeah. our church was the one that supplied 
for the camp and stuff, the food bank. And you go and they'd have like what for ten cents a pound or something. It was oh, ten cents a pound. Oh my goodness. And so all fresh full of Ben and Jerry ice cream and huge snicker bars. I'm talking the king size. And little Timothy grew and grew and grew, <laughs> grew as grew. the rest of us did. And he didn't yeah, quite grow in inches up yet. Oh, he's amazing. I yeah, that is so. Like I remember you telling me something about a birthday party where you. Um, I'm gonna butcher it, so you will have to take over when you know what I'm trying to say. But the boxes. Yeah, I know you've mentioned that before. Okay, when we were in um, Winter Garden, Florida. Paul turned five. It was for his fifth birthday, I'm pretty sure. Fourth or fifth, anyway. And honestly, that church was kind of like a rich church in my eyes. Like when the kids had birthday parties, they might go to Chuck E. Cheese's or places, you know, McDonald's and all, all that stuff. Well, that just wasn't in our budget. And so I had this idea of uh, making a box party for his birthday and we got all these boxes and we made a puppet stage and it was so much fun getting prepared for it and we made a tumble and all kinds of things out of boxes and the kids had so much fun and time after time parents would tell me our kids had the most fun at Aww. that birthday party and I didn't it wasn't like we did that because oh yeah we were, that we felt that we were hard up or whatever no. it was just because we were being creative and you wanted your fun. son to have a great birthday party right. and, and he did yeah <laughs> okay and then tell us about the time about the the superman outfit oh my word can you do it without crying oh, yeah, i'm like in tears over here just like i'm so like i and i'm sorry ahead of time if i make you cry with this but um I, actually not because you know i cry all the time but i just feel so proud that like my my heritage is of such gratitude, yeah. you know. Like and, that's really special. And let me say, Bethany, it's in you also. Because, I feel it. Yeah, I I definitely do. I'm, okay, so Paul always loved Superman, and he would go around. <laughs> we were in Winter Garden, and uh, out not way out, but kind of. No, we were in a town, to tell you the truth, but not a big town. Anyway, and he would just wear his underwear and a towel tied around his neck, and, and that was his Superman thing, and he'd fly all over with this thing. Anyway, um, one day a church asked Grandpa, who was, we weren't pastoring there, asked him to come and speak on a Sunday because their pastor was gone or something, and we got there, and um, let me see. Oh, the boys, Tim and Paul, were supposed to sing. So Paul would have been four and Tim five. And um, Tim got, or Paul got scared or something. And he, he was backing out. I, Mom, I don't want to sing. And I said, Paul, I'll tell you what. If you sing, I'll, I'll get you something. <laughs> you know, and that was not something we usually did, but I did it. And he looked at me real quick and he said, Superman pajamas? And I said, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just like that, it's time to sing. So he got up and sang his heart up. And they sang, I love you, Lord, if that makes any difference. I remember the song. <laughs> and he meant okay, it. So that was on a Sunday. And on Tuesday, we had to we had to go downtown Orlando, and we went to the store. And I said, oh, I, knew, I remembered my promise, and so did he. So we went into this store, and there was a pair of Superman pajamas with a cape. Now, back then... They didn't usually have the cape, or I never looked at It something. was just too perfect. Yeah, six dollars. They were, we were so excited. So we got up to check it out, and they didn't take checks. And back then, that's what you dealt with, was checks. And I don't know, probably before credit cards. All I know is there was no way we could get those pajamas. We were there to check it out, and he was, you can't believe how excited he was. <sighs> so we had to take him back, and then, it was a long ways to go back to where we lived. I say a long ways, it seemed like a long ways. But on the way, we had to stop at um, a, the beauty store. We used to get shampoo by the gallon because, yeah. Um, and um, and they must have taken check. So anyway, <laughs> I'm trying to think, oh, why, how did we stop? Anyway, we went in there 
And Paul, he did not cry. He teared, but he did not cry. He had a lot, but it killed my heart. So we got in there, and pretty soon Paul bent over, and he picked up something. He said, look at Mom. And it was money, roll up in a roll. And I said, how much is it? Or, you know, yeah, no, the first what thing is, it? okay, and we opened it up, and it was $6, $5 oh. one. And so oh, I said, but Paul, this doesn't belong to us. We, we're going to need to take it up. So we went up to the checkout lady, and said, I said, my son just found this on the floor. And she said, if he found it, it's his. Oh. And so we could just go back down that road. I could take you there right today, <laughs> back down that road, and pick up those Superman materials. Oh, I just like yeah. and so then it was such a great story. Yeah, it was. You, it was you put it in the newspaper, right? Uh, it was um, a periodical. Uh, yeah, it was published, and I I still have it, and people still comment on it. It's incredible. Yeah. That is, and, and just and so just the fact that you thought like this is a story that needs to be told, like right, the faith yeah. of a. I think you wrote it like the faith of a child. Right. Like he believed that he yeah. could find. Six dollars somewhere, yeah, or I don't know that he believed that, but I always appreciated the fact that you know he didn't have a hair. Well, he knew he couldn't have one of those, so um, he worked hard yeah, to he, keep his state. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's and, impressive. But no one felt worse than I did, Bethany. Of course, I felt absolutely horrible. I was thinking, I wonder if I could get to a bank, or what can I do? What can I do? There's nothing I could do because God had another plan. Yeah, it's like it was supposed to happen exactly that way. Yeah. Oh, I love that story. I just wish I could think of and like comb out all of those stories from you yeah. to give them, you know, just the ones that I've heard. Um, that's really special. And I just feel like the beauty of your perspective in life is like everything is extra. And so, you know, just every little gift yeah. is like such a gift. It's a gift from God. You know, I, I hope that I hope I never lose that because remember the question that Jordan asked today about what was the word that he was what is your I, I don't know, but to me mm -hmm. to see things like that and then just see day after day of how God how God just does wonderful the wonders that's what he's wonder saying. yeah mm -hmm. um, um, I just I just feel so grateful for everything. Just because I know that it doesn't have to be that way. It's not that we deserve it at all. And it's not that you always get everything that comes through your mind. <laughs> and you don't always get Superman, Jeremiah's quote unquote, you know. Yeah. And yet, um, we've, we've learned through those times to be thankful and grateful. I love that. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. <laughs> Hopefully I can get Grandpa in here before he heads out. Oh. That would be exciting. Well, thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Happy to be a guest on the Bethany Shipley show. show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, love you.